Hello, my name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC, located in California. And today's podcast episode is about the subject of capitalism. And capitalism is a very sensitive subject for some, for others, it's a very powerful concept. So I just wanted to spend a a few minutes uh, talking about capitalism because capitalism has caused a lot of people from around the world to be very successful. Whether you are in Iceland, Brazil, Japan, Australia, you know, Saudi Arabia, it doesn't matter where you are from. Well, (laughs) I guess it does. If you're if you're from Cuba or China or North Korea, they're not practicing capitalism. So it does matter where you are from. But if you're not from one of these communist states, then capitalism is a great thing. Unfortunately, people have been sort of brainwashed through the media and through other uh, inputs that capitalism is a bad thing. So let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about why a lot of people do not want others to embrace capitalism. Now, it's been pretty tough to stop capitalism up until this COVID-19 mess. But see, capitalism, let me me explain what capitalism is. And I'll go through the three different uh, economic systems, capitalism, socialism, and communism. Capitalism is when you have a product for $50 and it costs you $50 to get that product ready for sale. And you sell that product for a higher price. Now you can sell that product for $51 and some would say, well, that's capitalism because you made $1 higher than you sold it for. Well, that's not true. You made $1 in profit. See, capitalism is a lifestyle. Capitalism is enjoying the fruits of your labor and your time and and the resources. So that same $50 item, if you sold that item for, let's say $75, that's a $25 profit, just like the $1 profit. But the difference is you can do more with the $25 profit than you can with the $1 profit. And if you sell enough of those items that cost you $50 and you sell enough of those items for $75, let's say you sell 100 of those items for $75, then you made $2,500 in profit. But more importantly, you have $2,500 to enjoy a certain lifestyle. You see, so profit and and capitalism is two different things. A lot of people do embrace uh, capitalism and they may not even be aware of it. The other side of my life, I work with a lot of um, white collar small business owners and I define these individuals as attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, you know, the people who do the tummy tucks and the breast implants and Uh, insurance agents and real estate uh, brokers and agents they also participate in capitalism 
And here's a, the, the funny thing. Some of the white collar small business owners that I work with and I contact, some of them do not like capitalism, which blows my mind to the highest degree. But I won't talk about <laughs> that subject on this podcast episode. I'm going to take this this subject of capitalism to a very different place where most people may not expect. I'm going to take the capitalism subject to the place when the person is a prostitute. A prostitute, that's right, people, women and some men. Of course, I do live in San Francisco. I have seen that before. But let's focus on what most people see as a prostitute, which is the woman who's a prostitute. Everybody has kind of seen that. Okay, so the prostitute has a product or a service. And that prostitute, you know, when they decide to, to do their thing, they have a price. So we're not talking about maybe the prostitute that's at the $50 level. Maybe the prostitute is $500. Okay, that is capitalism. And that prostitute says, I'm charging $500. But my cost of business, <laughs> in other words, the prostitute, you know, the $500 prostitute probably wants to look good. So she gets her nails done. She gets her hair done. She maybe dresses in a, in a very, um, you know, fashionable way. So let's say out of that five hundred dollars two fifty of it or a hundred dollars to two fifty of it goes toward looking great well that's the same thing as a small business owner that has uh some some uh indirect costs and direct costs of doing business and that small business owner needs to make more than the indirect and direct costs and just to give give you an example if you have a building with lights on, that's an indirect cost because it does not contribute to the sale of your item. Now, if you have a sewing machine or if you have a printer or employees, those are direct costs because those costs contribute to the uh, finished product and selling that product on the market. So again, the prostitute is a is a great example of capitalism because when they go out and, and do their thing you know they charge let's say five hundred dollars and that five hundred dollars has a lifestyle component where you know 150 dollars may be the uh, cost of doing business nails hair clothes you know riding around in the car and the other 350 is the lifestyle portion of the $500. So I wanted to at least take it there. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is why do people sometimes do not like capitalism? And mostly in the United States, believe it or not, it's primarily Democrat politicians who do not like capitalism. Now, every country has what we have in the, in the United States. We have a Republican uh, party, we have a Democrat party. In Canada, 
I think it's called the Conservative Party, and I'm not sure what the Democrat version is in Canada. If you go to other countries like the United Kingdom, they have a, a, a party that's like the Republican Party, and then they have a party that's like the Democrat Party. Historically, the Democrats have never liked capitalism. And the Republicans in the United States have always embraced capitalism. And the same is probably true where you live if you live outside the United States. You see, the Democrats in this country, they see capitalism as a way of being independent. And Democrats do not like independence. Republicans, on the other hand, the platform for the Republican Party in the United States has always been about independence which means you call the shots, uh, the government will be involved just a little bit compared to the Democrats, and you get to call your shots. If you fail, you fail. If you succeed, you succeed. And if you fail, you have an opportunity to get back up and try again. That's been the Republican uh, definition or how the, how the Republicans have embraced the biggest fear that Democrats have, and you can call Democrats whatever that form of government is in your country, their biggest fear is that people will be more free so that they don't need Democrat politician help. You see, and in, in, in especially like a state like California or in the city of New York, these Democrats who are ruining these states and cities, the last thing they want is for a California resident or New York resident to, to be free, to have independence. And that's why, you know, if you look at certain things in the, in the U.S. and you look at certain things in your country, if you see these politicians creating laws and policies and, and rules uh, that make it harder for you to do business, that's because they don't like capitalism. And I tell my friends who are Democrat and I tell my friends who are black or Latino or from the Caribbean, you know, I tell them, I said, look, you are where you are today because of capitalism. I have friends that make, you know, $100,000 in their private sector jobs. And some of those people talk about uh, capitalism like it's bad. So I tell them, how do you get paid from your job? You get paid from your job because your company made enough money in profit. I mean, a lot of money in profit in order to pay you $100,000 a year and pay your coworkers who are making the same thing. So if, you've got, if you work at a company where there's 5,000 employees and the average employee makes, let's say 80 to $100,000. And we're talking about medical here in, in, in the US and California. We're talking about medical people like nurses, uh, information technology specialists, uh, people who um, you know, have specialty careers, like some attorneys, some certified public accountants, who perform specialty services. So I just wanna be clear, 
Not everyone in California makes $100,000. I would say the average salary here in California is probably between 50 and 70. That same type of work that is done for $50,000 and $70,000 in California, the same work that people are earning $50,000 to $70,000 as an average income in California, those same people will get between thirty-five dollars and maybe $50,000 in Alabama, North Carolina, you know, maybe some parts of Texas or something, uh, some of the southern states. So I just want to give people, I don't want to make people think everybody's making $100,000 or more in California. Uh, people make a little higher because the cost of living is higher. Therefore, the employer must pay more. Therefore, the employer must charge more for their services. I have an interesting capitalistic uh, story to tell you. My son sent me an email regarding his company's CEO. And the company's CEO, which is, well, this, the company is based in Los Angeles and my son works there as a uh, in network encryption specialist, has a college degree in a, in a tech sector field. So my son, like uh, most 24 year olds, they get articles and it talked about how the CEO was making $25 million per year. And my son sent that article to me because he knows I look at stuff like that. I'm, I have an economics degree. So I read it. So I replied to him. I said, let's talk about this. And what is your opinion on this article? Or what is your take on this article? So we talked later on in the day. And he said, yeah, this guy makes 25 million. And why does he make so much money? So I said, son, how much do you make as a network encryption specialist at this same company? And this company is, is, is large. They provide services all throughout Southern California and Arizona, and it's pretty much like a utility service. And so my son told me how much he makes. And I said, what do you think the average employee at your company makes? And since my son is a techie, he makes a little bit more than, than someone who's not a techie. So he said between, he said $70,000. Okay, so I said, okay, let's multiply $70,000 a year times 5,000 employees. Okay, so that came out uh, to roughly, I think it was, let's see, 35,000 and 7,000, that's, uh, that's uh, six zeros. So that came out to something like, um, <clears throat> something like 200. So that total payout to employees came out to $235 million for all the salaries that were paid to the employees per year. Now the CEO made 25 million. So the CEO salary represents about 10% of the total annual salaries that are paid to all the employees. So the CEO makes 25 million, the employees, all of them together, make about $235 million per year. So again, 10%. So I said, son, how do you feel about that? He thought about it and he goes, yeah, you know, those are some pretty interesting numbers.
And I said, what if the CEO gave all of his money to the employees? So let's say 70,000 employees, $25 million. So, so divide 25, $25 million and, and, and 70,000 employees. And you get some number roughly around like 30, like 35, $33 per employee. And that's per year. A CEO salary is not determined by the CEO. A CEO salary is determined by the, the investors and the board of directors at that company. So it's not like the CEO went to start the job and said, okay, if I'm gonna take this job, I'm gonna pay myself $25 million. Doesn't work that way. Then I also told him that he should be happy that he has a CEO. I'm talking to my son. He should be happy that he has a CEO that is helping him make $95,000 a year. Because you can have a CEO that's not good and the company could have problems, the company can go bankrupt, uh, the company could have a, a lot of corruption in it. And, you know, you could have a CEO where you, all of a sudden you're laid off because the company is having hard times. Another company who is paying their CEO more because that CEO has better skills, that company could, could be outperforming the company with a low paid CEO. And the reason why I know that because I worked at a Fortune 500 company in Los Angeles that had 25,000 employees and our CEO was in the paper a lot because the media were complaining that he made, you know, so much money. Okay? So I'm saying the CEOs with who you pick as a CEO matters. And if you are able to cash your paycheck every week or every two weeks or your bank account shows a direct deposit from the company you work for every two weeks and you're paying your bills, you're paying your rent, your mortgage, you're able to take vacations, you're able to you know eat out at night and, and do a lot of great things, then you work for a good company. You know, and, and, and the thing is, is that if there are other competitor companies out there, then the market will determine who has the best CEO, who has the best policies, who has the best business strategy, and we will let that market determine that. So make a long story short on that subject, my son had never heard that, um, my son had never heard the version that I gave him about uh, what makes a CEO uh, great and why a CEO salary is not that important. It's not. You got people complaining about the guy or the woman making 25 million, yet if if all of the employees got the CEO's money, they would make something like uh, $300 more per month, which is not a major increase in someone's lifestyle uh, to not have a great CEO. So this capitalism story is, is, is very interesting. Please do not feel intimidated by those who talk negatively about capitalism. So let's move on to socialism and communism and I'll wrap it up. Okay, socialism is when 
the government has a high tax rate uh, on your income. And the uh, logic is we're going to take your money that you work for, tax it at, you know, 50, 60, 70 percent based on how much you make. And we're going to redistribute that money to people who are not as successful as you are. Now, that might sound great on the surface, but the reality is, is that the government takes the money and they, they take a large por portion of the money and they keep it for their friends and for political uh, aspirations. And the people who are supposed to get the money may only get five or 10 percent of the money and the politicians keep 90 percent of the money. And uh and socialism also has this this feature where uh, they tell the voters, look, we can guarantee that you will get this from now on, which could be uh, $600 a month basic income. It could be a free phone. It could be reduced television cable services. It could be uh, a special card to get on the bus and, and, and ride through the city. And some Democrat voters will say, yes, I want those free services, but no service is free. So the Democrat politician gets the vote. That Democrat politician wins. And then the next election cycle, the Democrat politician will go to the voter and say, please vote for me again. And the Democrat voters will say, well, what can you give us this time? We got free cable, we got free phones, we have reduced bus transportation, we have reduced uh, housing uh, to, you know, where the government pays a portion of the housing bill. What can you give us now? Well, the Democrat politician scratches his or her head and, and that says, what about if we can get you a used car and the government will pay the majority of the, of the costs? And also give you some money so you can pay some of it too. So the only cost you really have to pay, Democrat voter, is 10% of the car's cost. Democrat voter says, sign me up. And that Democrat voter gets voted into office again. Okay, so that's really what socialism is. It's really just taking money from the most productive people in our society and giving it to the people who are the least productive. Now, here's one uh, caveat, or here's one exception I want to talk about. When capitalists talk about how socialism is not good, they're not talking about uh, the people who really need help. They're not talking about the disabled. They're not talking about uh, maybe a mother with three or four kids who, need, who needs help, and that mother is 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 trying to work that mother is 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 trying to get a job but she has you know two or three four kids capitalists are not looking to hurt those type of people capitalists are not in favor of helping the government with socialist policies for people who don't want to do anything and see and that's the larger segment of people who vote for socialism it's, it's like the guy, I want to play video games all day. Uh, I don't want to go work. Um, I want to smoke weed all day. I want to, you know, hang with the boys. 
I want to, you know, go out and, and have, you know, three or four girlfriends at a time and live off them. Um, there, there are people like that that say, oh, I'm hurt at work, but they're not really hurt. But I don't want to work, so I want a government benefit to pay me for being hurt, but they're not really hurt. I know people like that. I have a relative like that that's been that was hurt for like 12 years and getting $2,000 a month from the government because my relative, my cousin, claimed she was hurt, but she wasn't. Fortunately, the government benefit was running out. They, they were saying, well, we can't continue to pay. Uh, you should be better now. So she finally got a job after 12 years. And my cousin is sharp. I, I was just kind of dismayed and disappointed uh, by that behavior. So finally, let's talk about communism. Now, communism examples, Cuba, North Korea, and China. All right. So communism is very easy to explain. But a lot of times people call communism tyranny and they call it fascism. Uh, fascism is when the government makes policies to benefit themselves. It's not full-blown communism. It's almost like what's happening in Canada. The government made, made a policy about vaccines. Uh, the people have a right to protest about it peacefully. The government didn't like it. So the government in Canada seized bank accounts. That's fascism. So the next one is tyranny. Tyranny can be described as forcing people to take the vaccine. That's tyranny. You know, forcing people to do something that they don't want to do. And if they don't want to do it, you punish them. That's tyranny. When people endure pain, misery, and, and, and destruction in their lives, that's tyranny. That's you will do what I say, regardless if you like it or not. And how, do, how did the government come up with some of these policies? Well, we just came up with them without any type of vote. We didn't have any representation. Um, in other words, the, the government is not being represented by the people. This is not the people's choice. And the countries like the U.S. and uh, in, in other parts of the world that does have, uh, you know, the, the people who live there have a like a say so in the government. When the government steps in and says, we don't care what you think we're going to do it anyway. That's tyranny. So what communism is about. So I just talked about fascism and tyranny. What communism is is when the government takes over industries. And see, if you look at the situation in Canada, the government is trying to get rid of these truckers. Okay, so when the government gets rid of these truckers, that means there are gonna be less truckers. So the government in Canada may say, well, we have a shortage of truckers, so let's find a way to take over the trucking business or at least own a portion of the trucking business by having Canadian government truckers. You can work for the Canadian government but as a trucker, 
and you can pick up those same items that those those uh, private sector or independent business owner truckers used to pick up. You can pick up their stuff as a Canadian government trucker. That's communism because the government is now in control of a portion, if not all, of that industry. China is like that. China is, they own everything. There are no uh, individuals that own private companies in China. Now, China may give the impression that a certain man or woman owns a company, but it's just a front. It's just a placeholder. Oh, I don't know. I don't know any Chinese names. Let's say Mei Chu. I knew someone named Mei Chu. Mei Chu owns this company in China, but not really. Mei Chu reports to the government of China. The Chinese government put Mei Chu in charge of that that company to make it look look like she owns the company, but she doesn't. If Mei Chu says something. Uh, against the government, she's out. She never owned it. And then another person, David Yang, will come in and, uh, and and take over the company as a placeholder, sort of fake business owner, fake CEO. That's how China is. And then you got the more drastic form of, of communism, which is, is in Cuba. It's kind of the same as China, but it's not as as glamorous, you don't see glamorous buildings in in Cuba, because uh, that would show that that Cuba has a, some type of um, they, they they're being industrialized. And you know, and the sad thing about Cuba, and the reason why I can talk about Cuba, because I have relatives who are who are Cuban, and uh, my mom's side of the family is is Cuban, and I've heard the stories. I've never been to Cuba, uh, but I have older relatives who are still alive who grew up in Cuba. And they have told me that uh, it's miserable. It's miserable. It's so miserable in Cuba that if you have like an underground uh, business or if you have some like a side hustle where you are making uh, things for people to buy, the Cuban government doesn't like that. Because you are creating an environment where you are putting yourself financially and you know and, and status wise above uh, fellow Cubanos and the government does not like that and also in Cuba you have people who have degrees from the University of Havana they are doctors they are engineers they are scientists and what do they make per month 75 to 100 dollars per month as a Cuban scientist, as a Cuban uh, doctor, as a Cuban uh, engineer. They work on the roads. And here's the deal. They are not excited about that, but that's the lifestyle. Now, they probably get free housing, free medical. They probably get the best medical because they work for the government and they make $75, $100, $125 a month. So you might say, why do they make so little it's because the Cuban government does not want to give uh, a, a Cuban employee so much money that they can live better than the average person who works for the government, who is a Cuban scientist, 
uh, teacher, uh, engineer. You see how this communism thing works. Communism, in an essence, is they don't want the people to ever get to the point where they can be free, where they can make decisions based on the money they have made, based on their efforts. Communists do not like that. And to, to see that happening in America, now you have these uh, celebrities and these professional athletes like LeBron James and you have uh, uh, Matt Damon and you have other Hollywood celebrities and other professional athletes now at a position where they're making 25, 30 million dollars per year. And they have said, oh, we're going to start voting for people who like communism. And the average American is saying, but look, LeBron, look, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez, Matt Damon, Sean Penn, you made your money from the people. You made your money from the millions of Americans and other people from around the world. And that, for that matter, if you live in Brazil, if you live in India, you know, if you live in uh, uh, Colombia, if you live in, you know, Japan, you know, people like Michael Jackson, God rest his soul, may he rest in peace. People from around the world have paid or are paying for movies, for concerts, uh, for sports tickets. And these monies make it to the bank accounts for these high profile people, these celebrities and professional athletes. And now these professional athletes are saying, oh, we're going to support a communist uh, type person like Let's Go Brandon and, and, and Justin Trudeau. So the, the average person is saying, how can you tell us you now don't like capitalism after you've made it? See, here's the dark secret about communism. Uh, communists never want to see you compete with them. Like Bill Gates, this Fauci guy, Anthony Fauci guy, and the CDC, and the World Health Organization. All these people that are making all this money, their underlying thing is that they never want the common man or the common woman to ever succeed like them. So once they've made it, they put these barriers these big obstacles between between them and you. So you can try as hard as you can and you'll never get there when communism is in, is in effect. Because they don't want you there. And they want to be, they want to, they want to enjoy these lifestyles where they have all this opulence and all this wealth. And you can see it just on the last weekend Super Bowl. You can see it. You see all these celebrities in Los Angeles watching the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals football game. You see all these celebrities having a great time and wearing no mask. And I, now, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care about them wearing masks because I don't wear one. I don't even believe in this BS anyway. But the problem is they want everybody else to comply. See, and that's the problem. That's a communist thing. When when they can do whatever they want and they want everybody else to follow the rules, 
yeah, that's like tyranny, fascism, and communism all rolled, in, rolled into one. And the sad part, they're hurting the children in California. They're hurting the children in Washington and Oregon and New York State. They're hurting the kids. And you know what that's called, listeners? That's called sadistic. Yes, that's called being sadistic. When a person enjoys seeing people be in pain and suffering and they get a thrill from that, that's called being sadistic. Look that up. S-A-D-I-S-T-I-C for my international listeners. Because here in America, we know what sadistic is. We've seen it. For the last 30 or 40 years, we know that there's a lot of child trafficking going on around the world. And especially here in the States where children are missing. And they're ending up in someone's uh, uh, harem or someone, there's someone's slave in many parts of the world. So I just wanted to do this podcast episode to talk about capitalism. And, and I will say this, do not let people tell you that you don't deserve to be successful. That is the most sadistic thing that another person can tell, tell another person is that I don't want you to be successful because I don't want to see you happy. I don't want to see you with the lifestyle that you want and deserve. So please embrace capitalism. Find a way to start your own business. Find a way to not depend on your nine to five job for all of your your life, all the things you like to do in your life. And that's what I probably should have started this podcast episode with that theme. Uh, I'll just say it quickly. The people who only have nine to five jobs are at great risk right now. They're at great risk because if the government decides to make some kind of policy that harms or affects the way you make your living, that's not a good thing for you. When you have your own job, when you have your own business or you have a way to generate income on your own, that's a, a, a more favorable position. That's why I am not too mad at prostitutes. Because at least prostitutes can say, you know what? I'm looking at my surroundings. I need to get paid. You know, I'm going to do what I need to do to get paid. It may be immoral. It may be immoral. But what the government is doing to millions and billions of people around this world is also immoral. Big time with this world uh, economic forum stuff. That's immoral to find a way to enslave the billions of people around the world to make countries like Colombia and Brazil and India and Germany and Australia and Canada and the U.S. become just like China. That's immoral. Anyway, this is Rick Napier, the, the CEO at Real People USA. Our website is rpusa.org and you can check us out there. 
And uh, I want to thank you for listening to this lengthy podcast episode. Take care and make it a great day.